We're going to continue on in uh, Psalms 41. I encourage you each week. Next week will be 42. I encourage you to maybe put it on your uh, phone and hit uh, play uh, on your Bible and hear the word of the Lord maybe as you travel to and from work. So we'll be going to 42 next week, but this week it's 41. But I want to begin like this, that, and that's one of the reasons I brought Dennis up. The scripture tells us this, that you should love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. But the second one is likened to it that we should love our neighbor as ourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Another way to put that it is what you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. The two go together. If you keep those two, you keep the whole of the law. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. I want to begin in uh, verse number one of Psalms 41. It says, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in the time of trouble. Now think about that. In the scripture, it also tells us this. In this life, you and I will have trouble. But it says, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. It's what Jesus said. And here, this particular specific scripture tells us, though, if you want to be delivered from trouble, there's a sure way to do it. Consider the poor. Did you read it with me? Consider the poor, and he, the Lord, will deliver him in the time of trouble. He goes on to say, the Lord will preserve him, not only deliver him, but preserve him and keep him alive. You're blessed. The Lord has shown you mercy. You know why I know that? You're here today. By the way, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak into your life. It goes on to say, he will be blessed on the earth. Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to multiply? Blessed? I believe everybody wants to be blessed. Well, again, how do you do that? Consider the poor. He will deliver you. He will preserve you. He will bless you. It goes on, he says, you will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. That's a good promise. Not to be delivered to the will of our enemies because your enemy has some things that they have planned for you and for me. It says the Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. God can keep you from being sick. Has anybody in here never had a cold? Never had any illness? Well, then this applies to you, doesn't it? The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sick bed. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul. Heal my mind, my will, and my emotions. Why do I say that? Change in this world happens at um, breakneck speed. Our world is in a constant state of change. You get bad news all the time, and I'm going to share some more bad news with you. But I share this news not to make you fearful, but just to understand what time it is and where we are in the world. Our president lifted all the sanctions against Iran the country of Iran, 
Iran's goal is to make a nuclear work weapon and to explode a nuclear weapon on, on Israel. But not just Israel. They have stated, their Ayatollah has stated that they want to eliminate all Jewish people. Completely annihilate them. That's their goal. Now, when I say that, is here's the other thing, is the second largest population of Jewish people in the world is right here in the United States. So they will not stop at just eliminating them there. They will eliminate them here. That's their goal. Again, I tell you that not to be fearful. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. We are not to be fearful. Right? He says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Let me just say that if that was to continue to proceed, World War Three would not be very far behind. Let me ask you this. Do you really expect to get out of this world alive? The only way you're going to get out alive is if the Lord comes back while you're still alive and you're transformed in the twinkling of an eye. Everybody else, we all will have an end day. You were born and you will pass away. Someday we would have a funeral for me and for you. But it says, Lord, be merciful to me and heal my soul, my mind, my will, and emotions, for I have sinned, and you have sinned. All of us have sinned against the Lord. It says, my enemies speak evil of me. And this is what they say, when will he or she die and their name perish? And if he comes to see me, he speaks lies. This is the enemy. His heart gathers iniquity to itself. When he goes out, he tells it. All who hate me, and there are people that hate you, whisper together against me and you. Against me, they devise my heart. As we've gone through Psalms, you see over and over about the psalmist singing about the enemy and the plans that the enemy has for you. And as I said last week, these are songs. They're meant to be sung about the Lord's mercy and giving him, if I call it, crazy praise. Even when it doesn't seem like that's the right thing to do, we praise the Lord for his goodness and mercy. In the most difficult of situations. It's great today to praise the Lord when we're here in a free country and things are good. Amen. But when things are bad, we need to learn to praise the Lord. Because the enemy devises hurt doesn't mean that you can be stifled from praise. He goes on and says, and an evil disease, this is what the enemy hopes upon you, they say clings to him or her, and now that he or she lies down, he will rise no more. You know, there's people in the world that they devise bioweapons. They testified in Congress to that effect. 
that they created something that was only meant for animals and made it available to infect humans. What was the purpose in that? It was not good. Some people hope that you'll go to your bed and not rise again. And here's this. He goes even to say this, and you may have experienced it. It says, even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate bread, ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Sometimes those closest to us hurt us. I like to put it this way. I never spanked any child more than I did my own child, right? Why would I inflict pain upon my children? For them to learn. And sometimes people mean to do good, but they actually come across and they're hurtful. Let's be real, right? That's what the Bible is. It's real. It says, by this, I know that you are well pleased with me. Excuse me, I missed a verse there. But it says, but you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. He goes on to say, by this, I know that you are well pleased with me because my enemy does not triumph over me. Our enemies have not triumphed over us. Even though they continue to make plans and implement things that are for our harm and hurt. The enemy has not conquered us and has not triumphed over us. And as for me, you uphold me in my integrity. And you set me before your face forever. The Lord has set us before him forever. He looks upon us. In a positive way. Then it says this, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. But you say, well, I'm not, I'm not Israel. I'm going to stop here and encourage you something. <clears throat> On April the 15th, we will have a Passover Seder it's a meal that we share together. It will be here at the church. You can participate with us in two ways. Join us here and, and have a Passover Seder. Or at your home with your family, have a Passover Seder. What is that? Well, it's a reenactment, if you want to say, of the Last Supper that Jesus had before he was crucified. All Jewish people from the time that they had left the land of Egypt for the last thousands of years, have participated in a Passover Seder. They marked the time they left Egypt in captivity. And here's the thing. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, he died. He was the sacrificial offering on the exact day of Passover. So it's a way to commemorate. Let me put it this way, too. Jesus every year of his life went to Jerusalem and participated in the Passover. How do I know that? Because it says in Exodus 23 that all men 
should appear before the Lord three times in a year, and one of those were Passover. Why was Jesus in Jerusalem when he knew he was going to be crucified? Because that's what he came to do. He came to die for you and for me. Can you imagine killing a lamb, sacrificing a lamb? How many of you are animal lovers? How many got a dog or a cat or you just like animals? So we can't imagine really sacrificing a lamb. But it shows us the depth of our sin. There's no way to get past sin except for a blood sacrifice. Now I'll say this all to say this here in this verse. It says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. God made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, which changed his name to Israel. If you participate in a in a uh, Passover Seder, which we invite you to do on April 15th, does that mean you're become Jewish? No, it does not. It means you commemorate Jesus' death. Let me just say this. Everyone that is born of God is grafted into Abraham. They are the roots. Jesus was Jewish. Jesus was an Israeli. And we are grafted into that family. So, when you read this verse like this, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, we're part of Israel. We're adopted in. We're grafted in. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, beginning with verse 7, it says this, if there is among you a poor man of your brethren, within any of the gates in your land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother. It's pretty clear what not to do. It goes on to say this, but you shall open your hand wide to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need whatever he needs. We brought Dennis on, Dr. Dennis, because a lot of people need help with medical things. And when I say poor, the definition of this poor here is anybody that's powerless or helpless or have lack of resources. Our church participated in helping feed the uh, homeless at the uh, Salvation Army on Friday. We've helped pay people's rent, their utilities before, all because of generous people like yourself. He goes on to say this, it says, Beware lest there be a wicked thought in your heart, saying, the seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and your, eye, and your eye be evil against your poor brother, and you give him nothing, and he cry out to the Lord against you, and it becomes sin among you. So let me explain this to you. 
in Israel, if the people of Israel kept the law or the teachings of the Lord, every seventh year there was release. Whatever you lent to somebody else, you expected nothing in return. Put it to you another way. Every seven years, all your debts were forgiven. Can you imagine that? So what he's saying in here is on that seventh year when all the debts were forgiven, it's like you might want to hold, keep back part of what you have and not help somebody. Verse 10 says this, You shall surely give to him, and your heart should not be grieved. When you give to him because of this thing, that the Lord your God will bless you in all your works and in all which you put your hand to do. Do you want to be blessed in all that you do? Simply do this. Give to the poor. Give to those that are helpless. Give to those that are powerless. Who's, how do you define poor? Let me put it an easy way. Poor is anybody that has less resources than you do. In Proverbs 31 and 9, it says, open your mouth. I like to say that's pretty easy for several of us. Open your mouth. But it says, judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. Pretty clear instructions. What does God expect? Micah 6 and 8 says, Do, do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before the Lord. First John, chapter one, verses five through ten says this. This is the message which you have heard from me. And I declare it to you that the that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We sang about that a while ago. Jesus is the light, the light of the world. And in him there is no darkness at all. It goes on to say this now. Different theologies take different stances, but listen to what it says. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, if that we hang with Jesus, if we walk with Jesus, if we talk with Jesus, and we walk in darkness, we lie. And we do not practice the truth. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It's a process. Do I want you to sin? No. Would it be safe to say that sometime in the future you may sin? 
you may fail to do what you should do, do something that you shouldn't do, it's pretty safe to say. But it says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me just say, if you recognize that the Holy Spirit quickens you and you realize that you did something you shouldn't have done or failed to do something that you should have, if you confess it, God is faithful and just to forgive us. Right? You know, because at the beginning of this verse, there's a very key little two-letter word. If. If. I like the circle ifs in the Bible. If we confess our sins. It goes on to say, it says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word is not in us. <laughs> For several years I was a youth pastor and I would ask, is any perfect people in here, is anybody that hadn't done anything wrong? I had one seventh grade boy raise his hand one time. It's like, <laughs> it would be a seventh grade boy. <laughs> yeah. But we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. First John 2, beginning with verse 1, says, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only. Not just for our sins, but for the whole world. He's the just sacrifice for the whole world. He is available to forgive all sins of anybody, anywhere, anytime. Now, by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Well, let me just say this. If you don't know his commandments, how are you going to keep them? If you don't know what he said, how are you going to keep them? That's the reason I believe it's important to read the letters that he sent to us and what he said. And one of those letters, in one of those songs, he says this, He who considers the poor, the needy, the powerless, is there somebody always worse off than you? Yes. Emphatically, yes. You know what I'm amazed about people that sometimes have lack of resources? Is this is how they make it. I like, it's like, I don't know how they make it. This world is tough to live in. I know the Lord provides He feeds the birds of the air. But he's telling us today, through his word, you can help someone else in need. 
And there are very specific promises and blessings that go along with doing what he has said, what he has actually commanded. Can we all do better? I'm asking you today, can we be better stewards of what we have? Yes. All of us can be. And we can help someone else. It's a way that we draw closer to the Lord and that we grow closer to other people. All of us have had needs at one time or another. All of us. I don't know of anybody in this room that has not come through life and not had need at one time or another. And people have helped me on numerous occasions. They've given to me when I needed things. Sometimes the best thing that you can do for somebody else is just listen to them say what's going on in their life. They don't expect you to fix all their problems. Sometimes you just help by being a sounding board. But other times it's helpful when you have what they need and you provide it. Hey, I'm Morgan. Thanks for listening to this week's message. You can find us online at fcfrisco.org or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're located in Frisco, Texas. We have services on Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And you can join us for our Wednesday experience at 6.30 p.m. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode.